what is your motivation for repentance? Immediately your mind jumps to the fact that, well, the Lord has commanded us to, and that is true. We see it throughout all of Scripture that the Lord calls us to repentance again and again and again and again. In the Old Testament, we see him calling the Jews, his people, to repentance. In the New Testament, we see him calling the world to repentance and acceptance of the gospel. And so, yeah, the Lord has commanded repentance. But what is your motivation in doing so, in fulfilling that command? A lot of us will say, well, we want to please the Lord. And that's a great desire. But let me go a little further. Why do you say you want to please the Lord? Are you repenting in order to earn the Lord's favor? Or are you repenting because the Lord has graciously given you his favor through the efforts of the gospel? That's kind of a tough question because, yes, we want to repent to please the Lord, and the Bible tells us to repent, but also we need to really understand the motivations behind that. We see in the gospel that Jesus says on the cross, I believe it's in the gospel of John, forgive me for not having the verse on me, but Jesus says, it is finished. What is finished? Well, the debt of our sins has been paid, as we read in Colossians chapter 2, I believe it's verse 14, that Jesus took the record of our debt and nailed it to the cross. It's been Our sins have been forgiven and dealt with. We see that Jesus also perfectly fulfilled the law. The law of Moses and the Ten Commandments states that if you obey the law, then the Lord will bless you. Well, we see that Jesus obviously kept the law perfectly. And so we, by believing in Jesus and accepting the gospel are able to receive that blessing, receive Jesus' righteousness that he freely gives to us, those that accept him and believe, as we see in John 3.16, Mark 16.16, 16, Acts chapter 2, verse 38, and many other verses that if we just simply believe, repent, be baptized, accept that Jesus has paid for our sins and fulfilled the law, then we receive his righteousness as well as the blessings of God, salvation, forgiveness of sins, and many other things. Because there are other covenants that we, or at least other times in the Bible where Jesus had, or God, excuse me, has made a covenant with people. We see uh, the covenant with Abraham, I will give you a son. We see the covenant of the law of Moses. We see God make these covenants with like David and other biblical characters where God says, I'm going to bless you if you simply repent or you obey these laws or if you simply have faith, as we see all of Scripture is mostly about just having faith in God because Scripture is trying to point out the fact that we can't quite repent and we can't be perfect in that it's all about faith in the gospel because God will be perfect for us because we see throughout all of scripture that when God makes a covenant, he always is the one that fulfills both sides. We see that God makes the covenant with man, his people stating that if you obey these laws, then I will bless you. And so what does God do? Well, he becomes man in his son, Jesus Christ, comes to the earth and fulfills man's side of the deal so God can bless us. So we see God honestly makes deals with himself, really. At least... It, it, we could go down the rabbit hole in this, but let's get back on topic here. What is our motivation for repenting? Well, we see the Lord has already fulfilled the law. He's paid for our sins on the cross. And so are we repenting to earn, earn God's favor, or are we repenting because God has done everything for us and he freely offers it to you? Look at John chapter 8, verse 11. Again, I bring this up. It's the woman caught in adultery. We see that... Uh, 
she stands before Jesus, and Jesus says, is there anyone around? And she says, no, there's no one here to condemn me. And then Jesus says, neither do I condemn you. Now go and sin no more. We see that this woman was caught in adultery. She was still a sinner. She probably hadn't repented at this point. She was a woman that was a sinner that did not deserve any sort of mercy or righteousness. And I'm not trying to be hard on her. I mean, it's just the simple fact in regards to that piece of literature in the gospel that this woman was a sinner and she was due consequences. But Jesus freely forgave her and offered her mercy and salvation. She didn't earn it. She hadn't really repented yet. She hadn't done anything yet except be guilty. And Jesus freely offered her salvation, grace, and mercy. And because of that... Then Jesus says, now go and sin no more. He doesn't say, go and sin no more in order to earn my favor or earn these blessings. He says, go and sin no more because I have freely given you these blessings of salvation and forgiveness. And so likewise, when we respond to the gospel, we see that we are brought before Jesus. We haven't really repented yet. We're not good, holy people that deserve righteousness. We are sinners and we deserve the consequences. But the Lord says, hey, I've already handled everything on the cross your sins are forgiven, neither do I condemn you. Now go and sin no more. And so when Jesus tells us or tells the woman caught in adultery that she naturally wants to go and sin no more. Now we don't really know the conclusion of the story if she went and sinned no more or not. I imagine she did because it's in scripture. But when we see verses like Acts chapter 2, verse 38, where Peter says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Why is he calling people to repent? Is it in order to earn God's favor? Well, we see that since Jesus has already handled things on the cross, we repent in honor of God. When you accept the gospel, you naturally repent. And what is the God, and what is salvation really about? It's about accepting what Jesus has done on the cross. When you truly accept that salvation is given to you freely by the efforts of Jesus on the cross, then and only then will you be saved and naturally live a life of repentance. Now, we often still stumble because we remember the days of yesterday where the desires of the flesh satisfied us for a time, and so we still desire to sin and we still fail. However, we naturally have a desire to repent not because we're good or because we have a natural desire to please God. No, because God has freely given us salvation. And because of that, we live a life of honoring God by repenting. Because obviously throughout scripture, we see that mankind naturally didn't want to please God. We're naturally rebellious of God. Anytime God calls people to repent, there's a couple times where they do in the Bible, but most of the time people continue to rebel and sin. And the only thing that can get people to repent is if, again, like the gospel, God does it for us. He gives us his Holy Spirit and a new heart, and then and only then, when we re uh, receive that by accepting the gospel, then and only then are we able to live a life of repentance and a God-pleasing life. We see also, I'm going to open my Bible now to Acts chapter 15 in verses 19 and 20, where there's the Jerusalem Council, and they're talking about, you know, if you become a Christian, do you still need to obey the rituals of the law, such as circumcision? And James stands up and says, uh, well, Peter stood up and said, Jesus has already fulfilled everything. We couldn't keep the law, so why should we make the Gentiles? And then James stands up and says, 
but should write to them to abstain from the things polluted by idols and from sexual immorality and from what has been strangled and from blood. James is simply stating that since Jesus has completed everything on the cross and fulfilled the law, that doesn't mean God's moral standard has changed. God obviously still has a righteous, holy standard. Though everything has been completed on the cross, we should still abstain from sins and not offend God's holy standard by breaking commands and sinning. Sexual sin is chosen specifically there, and you might ask, well, why was it specifically? Uh, specifically chosen? Is it because sexual immorality is like the worst of the worst sins? Well, that was the big sin in Gentile culture, and James chooses it, calls it out, because that's just the big one that Gentiles struggle with. What James is simply stating is, again, God's moral standard hasn't changed. Yes, the things have been fulfilled. Jesus has completed the law, and our sins have been dealt with. However, God's moral standard is still holy and righteous, and because we've been offered salvation freely, we should therefore go and sin no more. We should choose not to sin in order to honor God's holy, righteous standard. And so our response to the gospel is acceptance, which leads to repentance. Not necessarily repentance in order to earn righteousness or show God how great we are, because you're going to hit a brick wall. We accept the gospel and we live a life of repentance because God has freely given us salvation and his favor and righteousness through the efforts of Jesus on the cross. And when we truly accept that, then we're naturally going to have that desire to repent because God has given us his Holy Spirit and a new heart that desires righteous, holy things. So my response to what is your motivation to stop sinning, it isn't necessarily to try to show God how good I am because, again, I'll hit a brick wall. It's to honor God for how good and holy he is. I have been saved and freely given salvation by putting on Christ, by being clothed in Christ's righteousness through faith and acceptance of the gospel. And so in response to that, I want to honor God's holy, righteous standard by repentance. Now, again, we continue to stumble and fall. And I heard a sermon this week really answer that question for me. Why do I keep stumbling and falling? Well, repentance isn't just something you do one day. It's a lifetime. As we see in the prodigal son in the Gospel of Luke, that the son wanted to turn and go back to the father, and the father saw him far off and ran to the son. You see, forgiveness and mercy happens the moment we decide to repent. God the Father runs out to us. But repentance is a lifelong journey. There's going to be days where we fail. There's going to be days where we really fail. And, you know, you might say in our standard there are good days where we might not necessarily fail according to our ignorance. However, repentance is a lifelong struggle. One thing I've also heard before is why do you continue to stumble in maybe the same sin or sins that you've always stumbled? And somebody said to me that, well, it's because God wants to remind us of our dependence on him. Why does God allow us to struggle and at times fall? God doesn't push us into sin, and God's not the one that makes us sin, but he allows Satan to tempt us into our old sinful ways. And somebody said, well, that's to remind you of your dependence on God. You might go, let's say your sin is uh, sexual immorality, and you might go three weeks without falling into that sin, but then you might stumble and fall again. Why? Well, a lot of times when we've gone a long time without committing something bad that we've struggled with, I think we often tend to get prideful, at least in my case. I tend to get prideful, think, wow, look how good I am. I've nipped this sin down, and I'm not going to need it anymore. And so I then turn away from God because 
I think I've got this in the bag. I don't need to read all the time or pray about my sin all the time. I think it's handled. I start relying on my own efforts instead of God, and then that's when I sin and fall. And so it reminds us of our dependence on God when we stumble to turn back and say, wow, yeah, I can't get far without God. i got to stay in his word every day, continue to pray, and rely on him to deliver me from this sin. So why do you still struggle? Well, are you dependent on God or on yourself? And right now, if you're hearing this message, are you desiring to turn around and sin, or are you desiring to repent in honor of God's holy standard?